Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. Hi, it's the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. And wow, this week, introducing our Hot Mess Mum's son, the sweetie that is Bobby Norris. Yay! Oh, thanks, girls. Oh, I love it. I feel honoured. We're delighted to be working with our friends at Swan across this whole series, and we can't wait to tell you about all their brilliant products. Throughout the series, we'll have a few giveaways, so make sure you're listening and you're following Swan Brand UK on Instagram. Later on, we'll be telling you about their gorgeous Nordic 16-piece cutlery set. The set is the perfect way to freshen up the dinner table. You can find information on that and more of Swan's amazing products at swanbrand.co.uk. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Oh, well, I, do you know, I've heard so much lovely stuff about you from Jenny. How did you guys meet? Oh, so oh. we had our paths crossed before we did the ranch, Jane. Yeah, we were, we, were, we went to go and do a show where we were guests on something for Ant and Deck. Oh and God. then it all got cancelled. Like, we're all up there. We travelled miles, aren't we? Yeah. And we, there were loads of celebs doing this panel thing, and that was in the troublesome ant times. Oh, and uh, literally no. eight minutes before we were supposed to do whatever we were, we'd were, we been kept there all day for, they said, uh, I'm sorry, you'll have to go home. Oh, yeah. dum, dum. So the good thing... We've done all our rehearsals, haven't we? We've all our name badges and everything. Like, literally, like Jen says, was minutes from going, but... That's when, yeah, that's exactly, that's so right. Because I remember we was having our little chat and you was telling me all about being the Essex girl and I loved, yeah. And yeah. then our paths crossed and we really got to know each other. When we was both booked to do Celebs on the Ranch and Jane honestly helped me so much get through it because as well as the kind of the physical side of getting through and learning a new experience, there was a lot of downtime and you were yeah. thousands of miles away from friends and family. So, you know, it's such a cliche in reality TV when people go, oh, you, you become a bit of a family, but you really do. Like we would eat together, we'd wake up, we had our morning routine, I'd wake up, Jim would already be up and doing her thing. I'd be getting the coffees and it was just lovely. And we had a little bond and our girl tan. So it was just so nice. We and, had her, uh, we've had her on actually, because she had a really nasty accident, didn't she, when you were filming that? She was telling us about, or telling me about it. My gosh, it was so scary to watch. I think it was still pretty early doors into the whole the whole show and the process. And it was our first kind of injury. And I think that's when you realised, I mean, taking ourselves out of that situation, it sounds silly even saying it out loud, but you kind of forget when you're in something and you're in that bubble that there is an element of danger to something because horses, they are just animals and they don't know or we're filming a TV show and we can't throw these people off. So if they want to throw someone off, things can happen. And to see it, and I think the worst thing about it is, you know when people say in films, 
you can see something happen before it does. Yeah. And yes. as her horse kind of bolted, yeah. I thought she's coming off of it, but we couldn't get to, there was nothing you could do. It all just become oh. like slow-mo. It was the weirdest it thing. It was the, the next... weirdest thing. And then uh, and there was like this silence, thing. yeah. There was this silence. No. And literally, you know, you say that thing, you know, that in figure of speech, the tumbleweed, but oh my God, we were in Arizona in like acres and acres of nothing but desert and there was proper tum like panic station tumbleweed and and then the that the tumbleweed sort of went across the plains and then you heard this because of course we were miles from anywhere and this helicopter arrives because that was the only way of getting out of the place especially because she had a back injury Gosh. oh my giddy it was unbelievable it was like a scene Jurassic Park though when this helicopter <gasps> come over all these trees I think it was on some, I randomly remember the number because we did a quiz on it it was 57,000 acres now I can't even comprehend that I don't think we saw 5% of the land because no. it was just so vast yeah and um, like James said, to, to get someone in it, I mean, even getting in there without the injury on our coach was pretty bumpy. Like, yeah. It was quite an It was all off-roading, wasn't it? It was just... Oh, gosh, yeah. That I, was I, a I challenge. Was kittens on the coach because I've got a bit of a fear of heights to add to the list of the other fears and phobias. And at one point, <laughs> it was just like she dropped down. It's one thing where you almost hold your breath and close your eyes and just hope yeah. for the best. Oh. Thankfully, Tan got through it and she came back, which was a really lovely thing. We was all so excited to see her come back and she got yeah. back on that horse because she wanted to show to her kids that, you know what, you've got, don't be scared of things in life. If something happens, you still do it. And I think we, we all knew she was a fighter before, but we all had so much respect for her. Absolutely. And it was such a lovely experience. Well, the same for you, though, as well, Bobby, because you had to face a lot of fears on that show. I noticed you, you, you know, I didn't really know you that well enough to, to think how you'd cope in those situations because we were on a proper working ranch with proper cowboys who had real guns, proper horses, real bulls and cattle to round up, lassoes, you name it, branding, it was all there. And you, you hadn't, you hadn't really been on a horse, had you? Or you're not been, you weren't very horse, well, none of us were really. No. Nope. So well. Oh, oh, bless you. Thank you. I'd, I'd sat on the, the back of an horse for a matter of minutes, but it was kind of trotted around with someone holding the rope. So to kind of go from that to, like Jane says, real cowboy life, and I can't stress enough, just because it was a TV show, mm -hmm. there was nothing. And I think this was like one of the cowboys' conditions. If we're doing this, we're doing That's this as properly. we do it every day. This can't be TV learning to be a cowboy. This has to be legit how it is. Oh and... For me, I just, I think we all face so many fears, like whether it was fears or we all overcome so much. What was yours, do you think? What was your greatest fear that you overcame on that show? Might just tell us something about you, Bobby Norris. <laughs> do you know what? I have got quite a few fears. <laughs> um, but I, I think that the, I didn't realise, and I don't know if this sounds mad, I don't know if American horses are bigger or it's just bigger <laughs> than the horses we have in Essex. But this horse was like getting on a T-Rex. Yeah. And I remember at one point thinking, oh, I don't think I could do this because it's a long way down. Yeah. And the bigger you are, the harder you fall. And I thought, if I hit the deck, and I was, I was carrying a bit more timber back then, and I thought, and this was before Tan Lover Art got thrown off and hit the deck. So uh, I, I was worried about that. Um, and it was so, like Jane said, these these cowboys literally was walking around the ranch with loaded guns, which was a scary thing because it was like, 
that's obviously, and thank the Lord, it's not a thing in England. You don't see people walking no. around Sainsbury's with a gun in their Levi. <laughs> no. And, uh, not that sort of gun anyway. <laughs> that, well, that's another story. That's another supermarket. <laughs> but you know which one it is as well, Bobby. <laughs> At one point, we was given for one of our challenges, which was another thing as well, which I, I think what I ultimately felt was if you're going to do it, commit to it 100%. Yeah. And I never wanted to be that guy that backed out of something. Mm. I'd rather give it a go and not be very good than not do it and have regrets because I'm a big believer in like there's no point having regrets because you might as well look back and think you know what am I going to be a cowboy not really it's not going to be on my CV but I gave it a go but to have said I'm not doing this I'm not doing that like we was given loaded guns and he went shoot the plane oh, did you that was it brilliant was, it was you scary were though wasn't it Jen? We give you were first yeah, yeah I was one it bang I don't think I'd give Jenny a loaded gun on some days. (laughs) Not not sometimes in the month, definitely not. No, not the moment. Not me either. Well, it wasn't a day because a couple of people had started to buy buy gun day. A few people had unruffled a few feathers in in the Rahad in the celeb camp. So mm. I think a few of us, me and Jay, was stood back thinking, oh, gosh, let's just this could kick off. But again, like like any family, people are going to rub each other up the wrong way because it's a very long day on a working ranch. We was getting up. What time was we getting up, Jen? Like five, six yeah, in the morning? Yeah, five, six o'clock. We had jet lag as well, but it was an early start because you had to go and clean the horses, you know, clean the stables oh, and brush your horses down and get ready, then go back for breakfast. So, um, and we were living, breathing, everything, working, um, sleeping all in a on the ranch but all basically in one house a couple of people were in another building but but we were all in one house so we all had breakfast lunch dinner together and uh yeah for me the biggest challenge was because I, I wasn't like Bobby I don't, I've not done reality shows well as a as a whatever client <laughs> as a customer <laughs> um, so I found that quite challenging but what I did was I did hone in on the people that I thought I liked so Bobby was one of them. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? When you're going on, if you're going on a reality TV show, that must be another thing that you think about during or before. Will you all get on? Yeah. Because we've all watched Big Brother and yeah. and seen all that kind of thing, and you know, it does kind of. And they and TV producers love it, don't they? Because it's you know, it's what it's yeah. all about, like sparking off, getting everyone to kind of have that friction. Yeah, it would fr- frighten me. I think. <laughs> It was right, did, but we did all right. We did all right, yeah. We know there was a few bits of tensions here and there, uh, which I guess is relatively normal. Whether it was a TV show or not, it, it could be any job, any office in the land, yeah. whatever your career, yeah. there was always going to be someone. Whether it's Susan from packing or Brenda in accounts, someone's going to eventually get on someone's kiss. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Uh, what what I love oh, though, Kelly, was like a lot of people think I'm from Manchester, but I'm not. I'm from Essex. So me and Bobby were like, oh my god, because my brother lives in Brentwood, where Bobby lives, and I, I came from Ilford or Romford, which is very close. Like, oh, I've got a friend that comes from Romford, yeah. and yeah. everyone thinks I'm like this Cheshire bird from like up north, and I'm like, no, I'm from Essex. So it was such a joy to sit with Bobby and just like you know, oh. just have an Essex off. It was oh. lovely, wasn't it? I do miss them days. You know what? I do look back on it very fondly. I, really I think we look oh, back on anything nice. we could do where we could like be with oh. other people and be somewhere else. We look <laughs> yeah. back so differently now. 
Yeah, well, could you imagine if we was in isolation now? I mean, there's so much there and there'd be so much to do. Do you know what I mean? And we yeah. would all be together to get each other through it. It would yeah. have been company times 12 or however many of there was. But um, I am ready. And I always say I feel, I, being honest, there are elements of, like, just you get that dawn on you and you think, oh, I'm a little bit bored. But then I think you've got to snap out of that because we're fortunate enough to have that minute to be bored. There's some people doing... 14 so hours over our incredible NHS, yeah. all our key workers and frontline workers that don't even have a second to get bored. And I think that how the nation's got together and what they've done is so incredible. And I love that the Thursday night clap at eight happens. Mm -hmm. And I really hope that when this all ends, that people really have that newfound respect for the NHS. So, Bobby, do you think things will change, you know, with everybody who has been always about, you know, the way they look and the influencers and everyone now on social media, do you think those those things will change for those people? I would love to say they would. Um, I mean, part of me thinks that it won't, no. It's a really hard one, because I really genuinely believe that so many people during this whole lockdown situation have realised that materialistic things don't matter. Mm -hmm. And for that, that's positive has come of this. Obviously, it's state what we're going through. It doesn't remotely take away the, the, the awfulness of it. But trying to take positives from situations, if people move out of this knowing that it doesn't matter what car they drive or how big their house is, it really doesn't matter if you've got your friends and family and just human interaction and being able to give someone a cuddle and family that we've not been able to visit for however many weeks or months now, that in itself is a blessing. I think it will probably slip back into very much the, the social media world of yeah. everything being filtered and everything being the best version of their lives. And I think that can kind of be the dangerous thing with social media. Mm. I, I always say that comparison is the thief of joy and with certain platforms on social media it's so easy to get stuck in a cycle of just scrolling through and comparing your lives to people but yeah. I think some people forget their images have probably been filtered they've mm. been face tuned and it can look like everyone's oh. living a perfect life. I know what you're saying, definitely, Bobby. <laughs> Absolutely, I know. I've got to say, this week, though, Jenny's posts have been brilliant because oh. she puts things on that are so real. And it's so rare to see with celebrities who do that because people, it's like almost they don't, a lot of people don't want to be real because they fear it's not attractive, sexy, yeah. people won't follow you. I've had people say, oh, if you want followers, everything's got to look perfect yeah, yeah. and uh, and all of that but like this week Jen you're this the words you've used about how you're feeling mm. and stuff mm. I just think relates to everybody and you yeah. read it and you think oh my god that's me that is me this week that's it's so important to have people that have a big platform like you that do that mm. um because it's, there isn't enough of it, is there? You no, know? I think I think this this whole situation has, has made us all think differently. And I've sat yeah. down myself, thought, hold on a minute, you know, who who's following me? Why are they following me? Do they really just want this ideal aspirational image coming out all the time? Where I mean, I get fed up of it. I go, Fucking hell, she's another bloody headstand, and she's the size eight. Oh, I love that! I love the headstands. Oh, I <laughs> But, but you get to the point where, you know, I thought, hold on, I do feel vulnerable today and that's okay and that's human and that's what's attractive. 
and that's what's likable I think and that's what you have as well Bob, Bobby that you're not afraid to share your feelings because you're not chasing that you're not chasing the ace of like you know oh no nothing's right it's great and the more I, my life is great the more people will follow me and adore me it's not that is it it's people yeah. want to relate you know and empathize and you know and feel oh my god they're human and they're like me there's no difference and um you know i just want to i want to be able to relate constantly and just have that support of knowing that you know we're all going through the same things the same way and you do that you definitely do that i mean I'm yeah i'm just sorry that you know you've been kicked in the balls a few times with all this bloody trolling but i'm very <laughs> glad about what you're doing our hot mess mums telling it like it is kelly peg with jenny powell Oh, I just love him. More from our chat with Bobby coming up soon. But now I just want to take a second to tell you about the beautiful Nordic 16-piece cutlery set from Swan. This Nordic-inspired cutlery set consists of four knives, four forks, four teaspoons and four tablespoons and will add a contemporary feeling to your dining table. The high shine mirror finish across each of the pieces is complemented by a sleek and smooth grey handle. We know all Swan's products are stunningly designed and this set is no different. This cutlery set is hard wearing and long lasting, a bit like me, so can survive many meal times with the kids. We're going to be giving away one of these later on in the series, so make sure you head over to our brand new website and sign up to our newsletter so you don't miss out. Just head to hotmessmumsclub.com. Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. You're happy to you know, talk about your vulnerabilities, um, uh, which a lot of people in your position aren't, you know, it's all too good to be true. Um, and it's become very useful because you've had some problems and you're doing something about it in Parliament. Definitely. I think you're so right, Jen. Like you, I use my platforms. I love social media. I really do. Like, for me, it's an amazing tool. We can connect with our followers, friends, family. And I generally don't know what I would have done during lockdown without social media because my followers and and the technology we now have, like even the likes of being able to do these Zooms. Yeah, yeah. Like this has just made everything so much easier. If this had been the 80s or the 90s, I don't know how we would have coped with (laughs) with our four channels. (laughs) I was there. But for me, I, I definitely like to use my platform and my social media especially to be real. And I know a lot of people, because I'm not the only person in the public eye that gets trolled, but a lot of people won't talk about it. Yeah. I don't know if they think that it reflects bad on them or they're embarrassed. But mm. for me, I'm aware that it's not just people that are, are, are in this industry that receive this. So many people are going through this day in, day out. And I just want anyone that is that follows me to know they're not alone so i'll sit there and i've had some really down days during this lockdown i'm not gonna lie and i'll sit there and i feel like it's another lesson i really have learned obviously when i'm at work and i'm filming you get in that bubble of your conscious of how your hair looks oh, is my hand okay which it's superficial and probably a little bit shallow and i've realized now i couldn't tell you the last time i did a spray tan i don't care i'm like I'm, <laughs> I'm like Rapunzel at the minute. My hair's all growing out, but I'm going with it and I'll sit there. And even when I'm feeling low, I think I'm going to do a video because there'll be people watching my social media that are going through exactly the same thing. And there's real negativity on social media. And um, I've received a lot of abuse and vile things, which I wouldn't go into too much and make this a really down and depressing podcast. 
but you you're fighting your corner yeah i'm fighting that corner and you're doing it for our kids you know being having a 19 year old and an 11 year old i am really you know i'm i'm keeping my eye out on how you know how you are received in what you're trying to do Um, and i bloody hope you do it because there aren't many people who are thinking like that for our kids not really who are making you know being proactive getting things done and you are bobby Thank you, babe. Like to me, like you touched upon, I, I've been to Downing Street, I've been to Parliament for a wow. day, and mm. it's something that I'm still so passionate about. And if it takes me another 18 months or even 18 years, yeah. it's something I'll do because social media isn't going anywhere. I wouldn't want it to. The genie's out the bottle now. There's nothing we can do about it. But what we can do is our government and the CEOs of these big social media platforms can all get together and see what we can do to stop people having to suffer the online abuse at, and the trolls that, and sometimes it's not just going, Bobby, I don't like your shoes or them jeans don't look good on you. It can be, it's physical threats, mm. it, it's death threats, yeah. it's dark. Well, I think schools need I'm to so do more as well, don't they? You know, like bringing in how to teach kids to use it, to block, to manage. There's not enough of that, I, I don't think personally, that they, they're quite, no, they're not on it. I mean, we've got a lovely lady, she's been on our pod, um, uh, Ruby, and she runs her own social media company. She's fantastic and she's really passionate about going into schools and teaching young girls how to use it for empowerment and connection, yeah. but also helping them if things aren't quite right, you know, how to, and also parents, because like we, we're not the wit on it. I mean, I, I use Instagram, but when things go wrong, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know which button to press, you know, but uh, yeah. So we, the, the younger generation know more about it. And yeah. that's exactly the thing. Like So many of my friends that have children, and you can see it in a shop or anywhere on the street, kids from the age of sometimes two, three, all have iPads or other brands available. They've got their tablets, their parents' phones. They'll be sat there. And whether it's an interactive game where they're learning, which is yeah. amazing, or, they, or they're watching a cartoon or something, mm. Kids know from how to use technology now. We yeah. never had that. But they're so advanced before their years compared to where we are. And I can only imagine how it will be in another 10 or 15 years. So something needs to be done. And you're so right about the education. I'm such a big believer. And I think if kids, I don't know the ins and outs or the logistics of what lesson it could be done. But I think we definitely need to touch upon in yeah. schools and education from a young age, how to behave online social media um and that basically what you wouldn't say to someone's face you shouldn't see online and absolutely it's to be a, a massive thing and them kids prime will start using social media at secondary school i don't know maybe even some are using it younger yeah. and oh yeah they're taught what's right from wrong because no kid's born a troll so no. they need to no. know Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? You just need to yeah. know what's acceptable. If they could be told for half hour a week or an hour lesson where you talk about social media, the internet, and, and just preparing them for the future. And hopefully by that point, I've got the old law changed by then and, and that something will be done about trolling. But everyone can do their little bit with it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Yeah, mm. I really do. I think that's, a, you know, that's good for you, Bobby, and your gobby, because you're doing gobby yeah. for... Gobby with Bobby as well and getting your messages across, aren't you? Which I love. Oh, thank you. I genuinely feel like Get Gobby with Bobby has got me through lockdown. Yeah. Like by, just by getting online and doing Instagram lives with 
just different familiar faces and, and friends and, and stuff like that. It's so nice, not just for me to do and for my friends to do when we're doing yeah. it together. I loved it. For, I really enjoyed we it. We had such a lovely time, didn't we? Yeah. And just the combined fans and followers that follow both of us, see we're live at that point and can tune in. And I think because, you know, sometimes the news can be a little bit dark at the minute. And I know we have to touch upon it because of, we've got, we're in a global pandemic. So I get that we need to know what's going on. But I think there's also that fine line where you can get caught sat in a trap with, with yeah. the news, especially on a loop, just hearing all about the negativity, to escape for half an hour and just watch something a little bit lighthearted. The same as what you girls are doing by still doing your podcast. And I love that you're still doing that. You're not letting lockdown get involved. You no. know what I mean? Oh, like, no. To have these things in different forms of media, this is using social media and the internet for the good. Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. People don't want the misery all the time. You know, it, no. you're right. The fine line between being informed, but, you know, you can't let it can affect your mental health so badly if you're like becoming sucked into watching every news bulletin, mm. you know, reading every article. You just you need to step away from it. So what do you think then, Bobby? What are you going to, what do you think you want to be doing? What's coming soon or eventually for Bobby? Because you're not going to stay in um Stay in reality lockdown, I don't think. I don't see that. Um, as in what, during the lockdown period, really? No, just whether, you, you know, if you, if say you weren't doing TOWIE and yeah. you moved on. I mean, you've done celebs go dating and all that stuff, but I just, I just see other things for you. Oh, thank you. I love you so much. For me, like, and I love reality TV. I, I grew up watching it. I, I can binge it. It's literally my favourite thing. And, and it's my career and it's how I made my name. And I'm forever grateful for it. And I still love Terry and I always will. And I was like to think I'd be there till the very last day. But if, if we was to get a phone call that Terry was to end tomorrow, I would definitely like to pursue more of my presenting stuff. I yeah. generally love interviewing people. I love this industry so much and um, the, the presenting jobs I've done, I love so much. And I generally think it's just one of them things that you have a passion for when you mm-hmm. do it and I, ju- and I just love it. So, yeah, when, when I'm done with reality, I will definitely, I think, pursue the, the more serious presenting route. There's no danger of me bringing out a song, by the way. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I thought I'm you never, were going to do one with Gemma Collins. Wasn't that, was that rubbish? <laughs> I'm never going to be a singer. Okay. Uh, I don't think Sam Smith shitting himself. That I, that I... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ryan is. Oh. <laughs> Who knows? Or Philip Schofield. Oh, I think you'd be great on this morning. Yeah, I think wouldn't be, you? You'd be Yeah, you've got that. a really nice touch. I, they have yeah. someone on there from Love Island. I won't say his name, but he's really not very good. And I always think, oh, my God. <laughs> but I could see you, like, because you're a people person. Yeah. You can oh. see that. But you know? well, if anyone from my TV or this morning is listening, yeah. hook me up. And to be honest, Philip Schofield's getting on now. I think it's time to shift. So let's put yeah. you in his chair. Yeah, we need something I'm... far more refreshing and yeah. likeable. Oh, I wouldn't mind sitting on that couch, I'd tell you. It'd be a dream job. I'd love it. Be, yeah, oh. It wouldn't even be like work. Well, no. we'd be watching if yeah, you did. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, and, and that's it. You know, it, that's what you have to remember. As long as it... This certainly hasn't seemed like work, what we've just done now. No. No. That, and that's the thing. And I think that's where we're all so fortunate. And it's, again, it can be a bit cringe and cheese on toast. But I always remember people saying to me when I was younger, like when, when I was a teenager at school, and they're like, what do you want to be? And I remember someone saying, 
if you find a job you love, it won't feel like you've ever got to do a day's work. Yeah. And that's where I'm so blessed. The jobs I've done, the amazing people I meet, the opportunities I've got to sit here and talk to you. Because this is generally like just three friends catching up. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's just loving. I feel I feel very blessed and very fortunate. And uh, I'm just so glad that we're able to do this, that we've got the technology to do this, and that we're all safe and well during these yeah. scary, unsettling times. Oh, it's been lovely having you on. Really Jenny nice. said you were nice, but I you're did. super lovely to be around. You really are. Oh. Thank you so much. So Thank we can't you. wait to have a hot mess mum's party with our Yay. hot mess mum's sons. And you're the first oh. one, son. You're going to oh. be there with Bobby's boy. I want to be. Bar. Oh, I'm yeah. there, babe. Bobby the barman, Bobby's bar. You let me know when and I'm there, girls. <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you so much, the lovely thank Bobby you. Norris. I feel like I'm on stage. Yay. And thank you so much, everyone, the lovely Bobby Norris. Yay. The Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. It's a brand new series and we've got some exciting new stuff. By becoming a member of the Hot Mess Mums Club, you get to hear extra bits from every episode. And here's a quick taste of what is in this week's bonus episode with Bobby Norris. If, if Boris wasn't already uh, married and he was uh, gay, you c- he could have been Boris Norris. Boris Norris. Just thought I'd put it out there. I just thought I'd put it out there. Oh, gee, can you imagine in another life I could have been living at number 10? Bloody hell. Bloody hell. You wouldn't still... want to wake up next to that every morning. No. <laughs> Head over to hotmessmumsclub.com and become a member today. Our Hot Mess Mums, telling it like it is, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Thanks again to Swan for sponsoring this episode of the Hot Mess Mums Club. Go and check out their website right now. There's loads of amazing stuff on there from vacuums to coffee machines to their Nordic 16-piece cutlery set. I could do with a couple of them for myself. (laughs) Head over to swanbrand.co.uk and take a look at what they've got to offer.